HomeSweetHomes.com. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap uses light to attract, then trap, flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. For insecticide protection that's people and pet friendly, get new Raid Essential Light Trap. For WTMJ contest rules, visit WTMJ.com slash contests. Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is back today. Hallelujah. She oh, is yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Greg Matzik is here. Debbie Lazic is here. Adam Roberts is producing the show this afternoon. All right, let's get to it. This is the three. At three on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. All right, Sandy, welcome back. What do we start with? International news. You're hearing the sounds of Pope Francis's admirers sending their support as the Catholic Church leader is once again dealing with a medical condition has him hospitalized. Yeah, this time it's surgery on his intestine. Two years after he had 13 inches of his colon removed because of inflammation, he's having another surgery under general anesthesia, expected to be hospitalized for several days. The Vatican said uh, Pope Francis, who's 86 years old, will once again be at Gemelli Hospital. He was there in late March as well. In March, they said he had gone in for scheduled tests and actually ended up having bronchitis and was forced to stay there. You may have also noticed that uh, lately he's been in a wheelchair for some time. Sciatica nerve pain has been really painful in the ligaments in his knee. He is in the hospital. He is resting comfortably. If there is any update on the Pope, we will bring it to you. All right, what's next? When it comes to the fishing experience, there's a new study finding Wisconsin ranks... Behind only one U.S. state. Can you guess what the number one best state for fishing is, according to gambling.com? I would guess that fishing's... I have the list in front of me, so this is cheating. But before I saw the list, I would have said maybe Minnesota. Sure, land of 10,000 lakes. Exactly, where it's really big, like Mm -hmm. in Wisconsin. But it's actually down south. Swampy. Louisiana, swamp fishing. (laughs) Louisiana's the number one state for fishing, followed by Wisconsin. Then comes Minnesota, Oklahoma, Maine, South Dakota, number six, Wyoming, Alaska, famous fishing in Alaska is number eight, Georgia and Ohio round out the top ten. But didn't Oklahoma surprise you? Or have you yeah, ever no, heard that? Yeah, that did surprise me. Yeah. And totally I, did. You know how all of these surveys, the, the better ones, have a lot of criteria. And they yeah. scored very high on the charter cost. So it must not be too expensive yeah. to... South Dakota was a surprise, too. So at the bottom of the list... New Jersey. Yeah. Nevada. <laughs> you want to catch a boot yeah. like the old cartoons, you know? <laughs> Kansas, California, and Connecticut is at the very bottom of the list. We should have uh, Greg Matzik slip this list to Bob Euchre. Euchre loves to Ooh, fish. that's a great idea. All right, what's the third thing? Oh, we want to take a minute to recognize the nominees and the winners of the James Beard Awards from Wisconsin. They were awarded, and we have yeah. official winners from Madison, but still want to give the shout-outs to the Milwaukee So I'll give the winner, and then you can maybe go through a couple of the nominees if you want to. So the Oscars of the Food World handed out in Chicago. Winner for Best Chef in the Midwest goes to Itura Nagano and Andrew Kroger of Fairfield, Madison. It's a a restaurant. That's the name of the restaurant, excuse me, is Fairchild. Fairchild is the restaurant. A hot destination for its playful French and Italian-inspired menu. They win the Best Chef James Beard for the Midwest. That is cool. Yeah, and the shout-outs to uh, our Milwaukee 
uh, chef who was nominated, Gregory Leone of Amalinda, right downtown oh, on Wisconsin Avenue. Yeah, and also from Madison, Osteria Papavero chef Francesco Mangano. I mean, that's it's that says a lot that we have this level of culinary creativity here. And also nominated for Best New Restaurant was Lupi and Iris downtown Milwaukee. Just opened within the past year. Yeah. Getting a great buzz. So Congratulations to everybody. Yeah. Good stuff. Hope you're having a great Wednesday. If you're on the East Coast, boy, it's unbelievable. Sandy, you shared with me a video feed of what it's like in Manhattan right now, and it's unbelievably bad air quality. EarthCam will give you a really smoky look at the Manhattan skyline. And I flew Mm. through JFK Airport yesterday on my way back home and was delayed an hour or two and in line behind a bunch of 30 other airplanes. Truly. That's crazy. Because the haze was so thick and even above the clouds, there was haze and a red sun. I think right now there's a full ground stop in place at LaGuardia is the last I read. Can Mm -hmm. you imagine one of the nation's busiest airports? Derek Dennis from ABC News is there in New York. Is that still true at the airport, uh, Derek? Yes. So they've lifted the ground stop, but they are slowing air traffic in and out of New York City airports, all three New York City airports, because of the low visibility, the dense smoke uh, that has drifted from Canadian wildfires all the way to the northeast, thousands of miles away. Uh, And an ABC meteorologist just posted uh, the air uh, quality index for New York City is at 392. 150 uh, and below is considered safe. So we are at very unhealthy levels. Uh, he's calling it once in a lifetime uh, air quality uh, index uh, reading. So uh, very dangerous uh, to be outdoors, to, to breathe in the smoke. Uh, the mayor of New York City held a news conference today uh, really urging New Yorkers to be indoors, and especially those with uh, vulnerabilities, compromised immune systems, respiratory, uh, and other breathing problems, heart conditions, to just stay inside. I mean, that's how, how thick and dangerous the smoke is. And Derek, one of my friends uh, just told me that she's glad she kept her KN95 mask, that she and her boyfriend are at a music festival and they're wearing them. Yeah, I was in the newsroom today, and the bosses handed out KN95 masks, and I just thought they were kidding until I stepped outside and and felt I needed to put the mask on right away. I mean, that's how thick the smoke is. Uh, They're really worried about these uh, smoke particles getting into our lungs. I mean, that's the problem uh, that people could suffer the effects of. And just being outside just for a few minutes, your eyes get irritated, your throat can get irritated. Uh, that's uh, some of the effects that you're dealing with in real time if you're not masking up. So the KN95 mask is a really good idea, and New Yorkers are wearing them. I mean, walking down the street, uh, every three people uh, has got a mask on, uh, as if we're at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. Derek Dennis is with us from New York. So 13 states up and down the coast have issued these alerts because of the wildfire smoke. Derek, if you're outside today... How noticeable is it? You're there. Do you feel uncomfortable? Does it limit your visibility? What's it like? Yes, it's definitely uncomfortable. Looking at, just imagine the New York City skyline, the skyscrapers. Usually you're on a clear day, you're able to see the very tops of buildings. Not today. The thick smoke has drifted downward uh, to, to, to below 
uh, the tops of buildings, uh, obscuring the tops of buildings, obscuring the visibility to just within a block or two. Uh, and it is uncomfortable. Just breathing it in, it, there's an irritation to the eye, to the throat, and to the nose for sure. Uh, so you really want to be indoors. You really want to have that air uh, that that KN95 mask on if you have to be out because it just feels very unhealthy uh, to be unmasked and to be outdoors. Derek, is there any end in sight or is this possibly going to worsen? Yeah, so, well, two two questions there. First of all, uh, forecasters say it will get worse before it gets better. So they're looking at tomorrow being even worse than today. I can't imagine that. And they're saying we're really beholden to the jet stream here. The good news is the jet stream goes from sort of north uh, to south and then east, so in an S pattern. So it's moving the smoke out into the Atlantic eventually, but they're saying it won't happen until the weekend, the start of the weekend. And so we've got a couple more days of this, and they say tomorrow, again, could be worse than today. Derek Dennis in New York. Thank you, Derek. Sure thing. Sandy Max is back from Spain. Boy, I'm so glad you're back. It's good to see you. Aw, thank you. How was the trip? It was splendid. Was it amazing? Was it warm? It really was. It was perfect weather, not too hot, not too buggy. It was just glorious. And if you've not been to Spain, I can highly recommend Madrid, Barcelona, and Valencia were the Uh, three cities I went to. It's very walkable. Yep. Madrid in particular, very historic. It's their city capital and lots of history in different plazas and the yeah. street signs downtown are each tiles. So if it's Calle de John Mercure, there's a painting of you in and that it's little on tile. The building, like on mm-hmm. the on the building on the corner. Yeah. And it's, it's built in there. It's tiled in there. Fun to tuck in. There are big like we have the Milwaukee Public Market, which reminds me I need to get to it. I haven't been to it in a few years. Yeah. The markets in Spain are phenomenal. There are huge old train stations that have been converted. They're just phenomenal of all sorts of fresh fish from the Mediterranean mm-hmm. to fruits and vegetables. The and, olives that are incredible, oh, yeah. all that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. And and some of it very gourmet done. And, and uh, the jamon, as you know, the big the big honking leg uh, is very, yeah. the Iberico jamon is very big there. So uh, Madrid is beautiful. Barcelona has art and architecture and the La Sagrada Familia, the huge, huge church. Yep. That has been under construction for a hundred years. The estimated time now is twenty thirty. Which might is be amazing, finished. actually. They've done more, I think, in the last ten years than they had in the fifty years before that. Or so, there's some statistic like that. And for all of the talk that we have about public funding for different things, all of Sagrada Familia is all by donations yeah. of the it's faithful. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that was super impressive. And then Valencia, Santiago Calatrava, the designer who designed the extension on the Milwaukee Art Museum. The Brise de Soleil and the beautiful Quadrachi Pavilion. Valencia is where he was born. Yeah. And the architecture that he has created there on this campus is otherworldly. So road bikes and saw that. So it was a lot of sightseeing, strolling. And the other great thing about <laughs> Spain is tapas, small plates. Oh, you go yeah. to almost every bar and uh-huh. oh, they'll set out a little bowl of olives or some bread with some chorizo sliced on it. Yeah, so you can graze your way through Spain, which is kind of what I did. So tell us about the Calatrava Plaza. It's truly otherworldly. It's like a little campus, right? It's a whole bunch of his stuff. It's called the Ciudad de Arts and Sciences. So basically the city of arts and science. And if you, <laughs> it, every building is more amazing than mm-hmm. the next. It reminds me of the old movie Metropolis from the 1920s where it all seems so futuristic. You can see influences, the 
performing arts building looks like a huge Roman helmet. It's it's yeah. got curves and shapes. And, and there's fountains in the middle of it. Yes. And, and there's another building that I was showing Eric Bilstead. It kind of looks like a like a half of a planet from Star Wars. And then there's the <laughs> science center where it has a lot of those curved angles that you see in the art museum. No right angles, just yep. all kind of curves. Yep. There's an aquarium that is shaped like a big blue clamshell. And then there's an arboretum that is all of these arches. Mm-hmm. You just walk the entire distance through palm trees and you hear birds chirping and it, the, there's a plaza all of science of the moon and sundials. It's so cool. It's just engrossing. And you drive, you ride bikes and just can and just experience the whole thing. But to know that we are now part of Calatrava's architectural yep. legacy because of the Milwaukee Art Museum. And he even designed a cell tower during the 1992 Barcelona Olympics. That is that's still artistic. <laughs> it's inspired by an athlete bending over to get his that's medal. That's so cool. So it's a really stimulating, historical, beautiful space. And you know what? I feel like it's the Ireland of that part of Europe. Interesting. Warm, friendly people. Yeah. Relaxed. Yeah. And don't even get me started on the siesta lifestyle. Oh, you know you this? Can get used to that, huh? It, it's strange. <laughs> the shops will close for three or four hours yep. and then reopen yep. in the evening. And then they're open late. And then going to dinner. Yeah. I got to dinner at 9.30. A couple of tables were open on the on the alfresco. Yeah. Very nice. I was very happy there were two, three tables. Oh, look, we can sit right here. At 10 o'clock, there was 20 yeah. people waiting. Like you go at 6, seated. you can't even get served dinner. Dinner isn't even served at a lot nope, of places at 6 laugh. o'clock. They at laugh at you. 9.30, 10 o'clock is usually what, what's, yeah. what's normal. Yeah, Deb, you lived in Madrid. Yeah, I did. I lived, in, uh, I lived at just northwest of Madrid for about six and a half months. Um, when I was in college and yeah, that's, I mean, that's something that you get used to. You have to get used to it cause I couldn't eat. <laughs> that <laughs> is so cool. All right. More on Spain and more on a trip that Sandy's taken that you can be a part of as we head deeper into the show. It is 344 at WTMJ. Vince Trano is the host of Wisconsin's morning news. And he is with us as always on this Wednesday. Hello, Vince. What's on your mind today? I am here on your show to complain about you. Ooh. <laughs> really? What are we doing here? You didn't what? take that plane ride. Oh, gosh. No, no, I well, didn't. What happened? Wait, what plane ride? Sandy, look at this. I have a picture here. It's a 1927 Swallow. It's a biplane. It's made out of wood and maybe a little aluminum. EAA wanted me to fly in this, and they're great. I love the folks up there, but I, no, I didn't take it. Look, would, would you fly in this? It was how airmail was delivered. Look at that. Yes, indeed. Exactly. In 1927. I think the Wright brothers flew this plane. <laughs> they did not. That's a far cry from the Wright brothers. It does look like a plane that you could do some barnstorming on. Yes. Though, yeah, kind of a crop duster maybe, right? Yeah. So, Sandy, he was supposed to fly Tuesday. Yeah. Supposed to, yeah. Yes. Supposed to yes. go up, and he's, I could tell he was like, not just playing around like, well, we'll see if it all works out. Like, he was nervous. I was. About go, taking this flight. And I tried to reassure him. I'm like, you're probably more likely to get in a car accident on the way up there than you are to have oh. anything bad happen to you. Like, I know it's an old plane, but he, it's funny. I don't, you're not afraid of much. No, I'm not. But you were freaked out. me pretty nervous. I'm very surprised by yeah. that. Because I know how much you love EAA. And it doesn't mean you want to fly in all the planes. Right. But I know I how do. much you love it. But I also feel like this is to me, and I better watch out what I'm going to say. I don't ever want to jump out of a plane by myself. But if you strapped me to a USO and did like a, a tandem <laughs> jump, I, yeah. I would have the level of confidence like, okay, it would scare the bejeebies out of me. 
but I would do it. I would know that that person's in control. So here's here's part of what my well, so here's part of what my issue was. You yeah, you tell me what your issue is over there. (laughs) First off, I wants an answer. I I love EAA and I trust them. I'm sure they take care of the plane, but it's got separate cockpits. So I kept thinking about if I'm in the little back seat, (laughs) if anything happens to the little pilot in the front seat, I can't even climb up there. If you're in the helicopter or you're (laughs) in a Cessna. At least I would feel like I had some control. What am I going to do at 6,000 feet? I can't crawl up to the other... What? Indiana Jones could. Yeah. I've seen James and... Bond do that. Sure, hold on tight. You can wedge your way up there. First of all, true, yes. And secondly, what do you think's going to happen to your guy up there? Well, well, like, I mean, Do you think nothing, he's hopefully. from 1927, too? Well, I don't know. It's going to happen to any one of us, Vetrano. It's not like the Red Baron is up there with well, you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know the guy. Here's what I think. <laughs> they just go with your gut. 100-year-old like man up there. Go with my gut. Because you'd hate to go and like right. have an anxiety attack or just be a big right. pill about it and, and go all that. I'm the southerner. Like I hate to be in imposition. And I would hate to get all that way, get strapped in, yeah. and then go, you know what? I bit off more than I can. Oh, yeah. That would have been worse. Yeah, so you are the voice worse. of reason, Sandy Max. <laughs> I think you should have just gutted it up and gone. I know you did. You did. <laughs> well, so. I told you I've I've flown in a biplane before. Now I don't think and it was you from 1927. It. You said it was cool. But when the Red Barons yeah. were here, they still have Red Baron pizza. I think so. They do okay. the acrobatics. Yeah, stuff, right. right. So they had a biplane. Debbie Lazica did it too one time, sure. and they were up here doing rides. And I thought, like compared to flying with the Blue Angels, that we were up for an hour and it just kicked my ass and hurt. Oh. Like. <laughs> The You'd Red rather Baron? do the swallow, the like 1927 really, swallow? It was like a great roller coaster. We did loops and barrel rolls. Yeah, it was rear, rear. It's was great. Was planned to do some acrobatics in this 1927 th- No, I don't think so. I Not think even any just, acrobatics? I don't think so. You weren't going to get G's going on. So here's the deal. Yeah. I was I was going to do it, even though I didn't want to. I, I'm serious. I was going to do it. I committed to do it, and I came out of a meeting yesterday, and my boss said, uh, people around here seem to think you are way too nervous and you shouldn't do it. And I said, no, I'm committed. I'm going to do it. And she said, no, you're not. We, we decided that you're, you're not going to do oh. it. We love EAA and we trust them, but this seems way out of your comfort zone at GKB. They're all about, you know, don't do things you don't want to and blah, blah, Always blah. Always try things, but yeah. don't. don't yeah. So they pulled the plug. They pulled the plug. No. I didn't pull the okay. plug, Toronto. <laughs> Wisdom prevailed. They pulled the plug. <laughs> but of all the guys in this building... You are one of them who truly respects and honors the military. <laughs> Think about people who fly these aircraft regularly and just do it as second nature. I know. It's mad respect. You'd have been fine, man. So here's the oh, other thing. He's also asking me, he says to me, he's you like, fly? Huh? I, I would have gone on that. Absolutely. You, yeah. In a second. He says, uh, well, like, would they, he goes, when you flew with the, the Red Baron, like, did they give you a helmet? I'm like, dude, like, if you need the helmet. <laughs> Like, the, it's I just one of those got, got leather that ones did, with the yeah, goggles. That didn't help you, did it? But no, that was, I thought not. I was putting you at ease. Snoopy helmet. Like, that, look, pal, if you need the helmet, probably it's, a scarf too. it's not, not going to matter. Well, so this is what finally got me. I, I mean, my boss. Concerned? <laughs> the Swallow Open Cockpit Biplane is the oldest aircraft still available <laughs> to the public for passenger <laughs> rides. The oldest. Like, the. Not okay. one of the oldest. Here's the other thing about aircraft, though. There's no, there's like no original component of that aircraft still on yeah, there. Like you probably. know, after a certain number of flight hours, they change yeah. out everything. That thing probably is as new as nineteen or tw- well, two thousand fifteen. Lovingly restored. <laughs> yes, I'm uh, sure of that. Uh, well, I'm here today to talk about it. I'm glad you were concerned, Vince. <laughs> You're always concerned. 
Thanks for not roughing was, me up like you did the last two days. I was maybe the only one here being like, no, dude, you need to go. Everyone else you is were. like, no, John, if you're not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. you, know. you were the only one. <laughs> That's the tough love. <laughs> right. You need a friend like me in your life. Yeah, I do. You're welcome. I'm a lucky guy. Well, you just need to suit up and get in the back of this swallow. <laughs> you got it. I thought you were the nice one. No, no. I <laughs> oh, mean, he does. I mean, Vinny. Yeah. Vinny needs no, to suit you're up. Right, you're right about that. You can check out Tell Vince Tell the Pinsky I'm available. Every morning on Wisconsin's <laughs> Morning News. Call him up. Thank you.